hearty fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and sisters we are into the 107th may call 107 years ago 6 years ago in 1910 master cvv introduced into this planet and into the planetary beings a new impulse that has come from the most high circles and that impulse is intended for quicker transformation of the planet and the planetary beings from that day onwards there has been rapid transformations on the planet and planet and in the planetary beings and uh, there is a collective progress that humanity as such is witnessing and also the planet planetary transformations can only be visualized by initiates individual transformations can be gauged by men of intelligence in all this 107 six years so this is 107th may call 106 years are over there has been a great change that has happened to this humanity in varieties of ways the way of life is tending more and more towards light we are into if you see how the progress has been made from 1910 the progress is enormous in terms of science in terms of also religion in terms of understanding in terms of facilities in terms of all that we see around and ever since the advent of the aeroplane in 1910 man started flying with the help of machines and the prophecy of man of master is that even the men fly that even the men fly even without the machines that's the future that men will enter into a state where they can disappear in a place and reappear in another place which is now being shown more as fiction in the hollywood movies but the fiction of today is the science of tomorrow many things that the master said have come true and he has predicted about the electronic age and then lifting up the existence into etheric plane and today we are more and more perceiving the subtle existence more than before as i frequently say we can see the mail without the paper and the mail appears and disappears at will at will the mail in the you see mobile or in your ipad or in your computer 
all that information can just appear with a click and can be again erased with a click, but it is there in the air. This understanding was given by Master C.V.V. as the work of the energy as it descended into him in March 1910, during the midnight hours of March, 30th March, the energy centered into this planet and Master C.V.V. was awaiting to receive those energies for distribution to the planet. Therefore, the Master was aware of the descent of energy, that's... And therefore, he was awaiting the reception of the energies. The energies have been transmitted from the most high circles, which in our, in our parlance we say Brahman, are the Absolute. From Absolute, there is... the creation has its own formations, and up to the physical there are formations. And there is a channel through which the energies reach up to the earth from time to time. These energies have to be recollected by us. Their descent has to be recollected by us today. And every day when we are in meditation, with Master CVV as the channel, we receive these energies from the most high circles. The, what we call Brahman can be related to the Sahasrarayanas, the, the energies which hover over Sahasrara are on the top of the head, can be, can be related to the energies of the Brahman or the Absolute God from where the impulse has come for quicker evolution of this planet and the beings on the planet whose progress is not in tune with the plan. Therefore, these energies have been given, an impulse has been given, and it was first received by the supra-cosmic intelligences whom we call Mitra and Varuna. Varuna has become a vehicle to these energies. And the Mitra and Varuna in the supra-cosmic plane are known as Vasistha and Agastya, in our parallels, in the cosmic plane. In the cosmic plane we have the Brahmarshis. Vasistha and Agastya both have come from the same source. If you wish, you can Google and read the stories of Vasistha this year and Agastya this year. They have come from the same source to conduct two different aspects. One works with the nature, Varuna works with the nature, Agastya works with the nature, Pariksha transformations, and Vasistha works for the beings, being well-posited within the formations to gain the optimum joy of existence, the bliss of existence as we call it. This bliss of existence is the very purpose of being in a form. The souls that we are, we are all descendants from the Paramatma. Jivatmas are all descendants from Paramatma. The, we are given a form which is called the temple. 
we have a sloka in sanskrit which says deho devalaya proktaha jivo deva sanatana <coughs> jiva is eternal like and is a descendant of the deva or the vishvatman or the paramatman so from paramatma there is the expression as an amsha that expression of amsha is jivatma and the jivatma is is preferred bodies is given bodies and the the, the formations are there at most subtle planes at subtle planes and at grass planes in us there is potential for is for this subtlest form for the subtle form and for the grass form which the scriptures explain as karana sarira sushma sarira and bhautika sarira today in english they speak of the causal body karana sarira and sushma sarira the etheric body or subtle body and then the physical body the body of flesh and blood so each one of us especially the humans have the potential to develop the other two bodies with the help of this body <laughs> developing the other bodies with the help of this body would enable us to experience subtler existence and subtle, most subtle existence otherwise we would only experience the physical if you go if you you will regularly read about in the hymn purusha suktam padosya vishvabhutani tripadasya amritam dehi there are three dimensions which are amrita meaning undecaying undying immortal amrita divi divine divine means full of light diva divine is the word that comes is derived from divi meaning the light those who are embodied with it they are called devatas <coughs> so deva means the a form of light <clears throat> so there are potentials in the body to develop the other bodies like the subtle body and causal body sukshma sarira or karana sarira this potential is always there but this is not being developed by the humans because they are very much oriented only to the physical they are only oriented to the physical gross matter they are not oriented to this subtle matter sushma padartha and then subtler matter which is called causal matter and then there is the jiva as the resplendent soul who is a descendant of the deva so there is on one side a preparation of souls on the other side preparation of formations for the souls the two works are interested to the two aswins whom we call mitra and varna we regularly invoke in our prayers mitra and varna but we are not really conscious of the profundity of these cosmic concepts cosmic principles they are not concepts they are principles the cosmic principle mitra is what we are as the soul the cosmic principle varuna 
is the formation around the soul. So Mitra Varna together, they build the whole creation with the help of the Adityas, Rudras and Vasus. That is how the scriptures speak of. There are the two Aswins and then there are twelve Adityas, eleven Rudras and eight Vasus. Together they are thirty-three. Eight Vasus, eleven Rudras, meaning nineteen, and then twelve Adityas, thirty-one, and the two Aswins, thirty-three. That is why we speak of thirty-three cosmic intelligences that build the whole creation and also they build our palms. We exist in the palm and we identify ourselves with the palm. We least remember that we are the indweller of the palm. We are the dwellers of the palm and the palms come and go. And the palms can be of physical nature, they can be of subtle nature, they can be of causal nature. The, the, the lower the, the nature of the palm, the greater is the conditioning. This, the grasser is the nature of the palm, there is greater conditioning. The subtler is the nature of the palm, there is uh, the, the kind of freedom or independence that we speak of. That is what the Master says, that I shall let you into the palm where you have independence. Independence is, the declaration of independence is being released today. On the Mekal day, yesterday we have made certain releases. Today we are releasing the, the declaration of independence as is given by Master CVV on 1st July 1910. On 29th May he introduced the, the energies into the surroundings, and on 1st July, that's how 1st July becomes very important. 1st July is the date on which he declared independence, as it shall happen on this planet for the humans who have otherwise been prisoners of this planet. We have not been able to release ourselves from this planet. Yeah. We are called in the scriptures that we came here as pilgrims of the, we came to the planet as pilgrims and we have eventually become prisoners. We have not been able to get out of this planet. It is like that we all go to a picnic spot and there we are stuck. We are not able to return back. That's how we are. It happens. Sometimes people go for a picnic. And then they walk into some funny home, a kind of phantom house or ghost house, and there they are stuck and they cannot come out of it. Likewise, we as souls are essentially solar in nature. As souls, we are essentially solar in nature. And we have taken to the farms and then we have come to visit the planet, experience the planet, and get back to our home which is in the sun. But we are stuck here. This is how from ancient most times we are told that we, we just came for, a, for an experience here. 
and we have to fulfill our experience in the picnic spot and then have to return. Now what happened? We have not been able to return. Therefore, the one through whom we have all come, the Brahman, the Vishwatman, he decided to send certain extra energies which would help us to lift up ourselves and move forward into the plains which are subtler than grass, subtler than grass. Therefore, the work has been entrusted to Varuna, the cosmic principle, which is, which enables working out of the formations for the souls. <coughs> it's like giving vehicles, the all forms that we hold are but the vehicles through which the souls function. The birds have different kind of forms. It's a soul with different form. Likewise, different animals have different forms. The trees have certain forms. The trees grow vertical, but they cannot move. The animals can move, but they do not grow vertical. They grow horizontal. Isn't it? The, the movement of the animals is horizontal. The movement of the trees is vertical. The vertical ones cannot move, they are stavaras. And then the other ones, jangamas, they move horizontal, but they cannot move vertical. And the humans have both possibilities. They can move horizontal, they can also move vertical. But what is happening with the humans, we are more after the activity like an animal, only making horizontal movements. Horizontal means samantara, parallel movements on earth. Like the creatures that crawl on earth, we are always on the earth and moving only around the earth, on the earth. And it's a horizontal movement. While we have a potential for vertical movement, by which you gain the other bodies which exist with each one of us. We have a potential for vertical movement. As I read out the morning meditation, the ascent of man is eagle, the descent of man is serpent. Isn't it? Serpent descends and then crawls on earth. The same serpent as it takes to the other side. That's why we have the story of serpent and eagle in Mahabharata. There are two opposite activities. Serpents move on earth, crawling on earth. The eagle moves vertically in the sense it, it has a spiralic movement by which it reaches the seventh sky. The eagle, the man who reaches the seventh sky is also called an eagle or a seer or the most accomplished being. That's how the Brahmarshis and Maharshis are. Each one of us have potency to be a Rishi, a Maharshi, and a Brahmarshi. These are all Rishi, then there is Maharshi, then there is Rajarshi, then there is Brahmarshi. These are all gradations of enlightenment. These enlightenments are possible for us, but we are stuck with material. We prefer to crawl on earth, improve our properties, 
take care of our properties and become slaves of our properties that we build around us, isn't it? Are we doing any great work by relating always to happy things? Well, we have a potential to relate to super-mundane things. There is a potential for super-mundanity and even spiritual practices are made only to, to settle well in the mundane life. What for is that? What is meant to ascend is also utilized for spreading in the horizontal manner, expansion in a, in a horizontal manner. I try to buy one house, then the next house, then the next house. If you are an agriculturist, keep on acquiring the other acre, then this acre, then the acre before, the acre that side. Keep on spreading on the planet eh? is not the purpose of man. <clears throat> purpose of man is as much to grow vertical as he grows horizontal. No one tells don't grow horizontal. The scriptures never speak, do not prosper on planet. It doesn't say. But the scripture also says there is the other dimension, also prosper into the light. Grow as much into light as you grow on earth. The tree, it spreads through its roots into the earth, but at the same time it also grows vertically. Isn't it? The tree, the only difficulty with the tree is that it cannot move like as we move, like we move. But it grows regularly vertically. It, it's, its target is to reach light, to reach light. So also the human can reach light, which exists more in his head. The light in us is in the head, that the Vedas very clearly speak. Since three days I am repeatedly saying it, Shri Vishnu isn't it? It's in the Sirsha, there is the light. And we have the force in the upper torso and matter in the lower torso. If we are only oriented for material prosperity, we are only living as predominantly as stomach-oriented beings. The lower torso is represented by stomach. Patapootikai puttiti mani saripetti nidrapokandi puttinandhanaku rangani tarasina purushardhamu sumandi ranga 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 anudi. What is ranga? We don't know. When, when we say ranga, we say it is Krishna. Isn't it? Or pandu ranga. But ranga means light. Very meaning of ranga is light. So Ranga, 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 energy means what? You are orienting or recollecting the light aspect in you. <coughs> Vithala means light, white light. Ranga means light. Varieties of lights are there in us. There is, we are a seven-colored being, we are a rainbow being. Just satisfying ourselves with the mundane things. The mundanity is, is considered as brownish. The mundanity is considered as brownish. And the feelings of emotion, of emotions that we carry is considered as grey. Brown and grey. But there are other 
radiant colors, vibhjiyar colors we speak. Violet, indigo, blue, green, golden yellow, orange and red colors. They are all the gradations of light that we have, which are but expression of one white ray, vittal. Vittal in Sanskrit is, uh, can be related to white in, in English. Most of the words in English have come through Sanskrit. White is vittal. Whitish is vittal. So he is, he is, he is Krishna, he is also vittala. Is Krishna because you cannot perceive him with this mundane equipment. Krishna means that, that which cannot be seen, it is dark. In the night this eye cannot see anything. This eye that we carry of flesh and blood cannot see anything in the night. But we can develop an eye which can see in the night. We can develop an eye which can see the night, in the night of us the light. The light, the light of the night can be seen by the seer's eye. That's how Hanuman in Lanka during the night hours he makes an excellent search. Seers see the light much better during night than during the day. That's why in Ramayana it is said through a metaphor that Hanuman was searching, entered Lanka like a cat, pillivale, pillivale. Cat means what? It can see in the night. But we don't wish to be cats. We would like to be persons that gain insight and wisdom. Insight and vision. That's how it is said. We are given three eyes. The left eye is for sight, to see the mundane world. The right eye is insight to see within. Insight means to see in. It is meant for seeing in. We have the right eye. We cannot deny that. But we are not using it. It should give us the insight. Then there is the other eye which is called the third eye that gives the vision. It can see through. It can see far. Like that there are facilities and potentials in us. So to enable these potentials to be stimulated, the energy descended through cosmic principle varana, and then most of us do not know, though we read regularly so many things repeatedly, Ramayana, Mahabharata, Bhagavata, we don't get into the intricacies that the scriptures present and therefore we are, we are only with that which we, which we are, we already are familiar with. We do not add any more to the knowledge that we have in relation to Ramayana, or in relation to Mahabharata, or in relation to Bhagavad Gita, or in relation to Bhagavata. We assume that we know, and therefore we do not make any further contribution to the knowledge that we already know. The knowledge that we know shall have to be regularly improved upon on a daily basis. Just like you plan your mundane life for its regular improvement, isn't it? In mundane life, how much we are occupied to improve our things? 
we try to continuously work to improve things around us in the physical plane but do we work in the similar manner to improve things in the subtle the knowledge relating to subtle and subtlest place we do not that's where the hunger for knowledge becomes necessary so when we know certain things we are more enlightened and we get the the expansion of consciousness so this the energy is that have been transmitted by cosmic principle varuna they were collected in a, in that mandala in the cosmos which we call saramaya mandala saramaya mandala is the what we call in english the sirius system sirius it is called the southern star sirius is the southern star while we have the pole star as the northern star we have the two names very familiarly used in our worldly parlance we have shoes with north northern star isn't it and we have hotels with the southern star chain like that southern star what is southern star southern star is a the dark star which we call dattatreya we we are familiar with many concepts but we but we not even know the superficial understanding of it to us dattatreya is very familiar but what dattatreya represents we are least worried because there is no inclination to know to know is the best quality that one should carry with him which it is with each one of us but we misuse it then use it to know i want to know what is happening in the neighbor's house isn't it i want to know what is happening with a person whom i don't like i want to know what is happening with the person whom i like and i want to know about all things which are not essential for me it's misuse misuse of the inquisitiveness to know <coughs> isn't it how far have you grown in your practices we don't relate to each other we only ask how is your property is your farm is okay are you growing enough crop and are you, have you have you purchased more land <coughs> or did you buy more jewelry every shravana masa isn't it when it comes to shravana masa we have to buy some gold but buying gold is another has another dimension of buying golden light in us the month of shravana or leo is meant to to gain more golden light in us that is that was how it is intended everything we degenerate into the physical state buying gold in shravana masa is not so very important gaining some golden hue in the heart center is of great importance which we don't which we don't so why i wish to say is the saramaya mandala the dark star by there are dogs around dattatreya we speak of the four dogs don't think there are only four dogs once we, once we saw it four dogs but there can be many dogs the dogs are the gurus he is the guru dattatreya he is the cosmic teacher 
when the creation is made, the teacher also came to be, and there the serious system is the system from which we receive our all gurus to this planet, from the south, from the south. Sirius is in the south to us. That's why all gurus are considered to be those who carry abundantly dakshinya as their quality. Dakshinya, meaning compassion. One cannot be a sadguru unless he has adequate compassion in him. He is not a man of power, but he is a man of love and compassion. And the power of love antidotes even the biggest power. The best power of the planet or the creation can be antidoted by the power of love. So therefore the teachers descend from serious system. In fact, Sirius is the teacher to our planetary system. Great Bear is the father to our system. Saptarshi Mandala, which we call, is the father to our system, to our solar system. To our solar system, the father is the Great Bear. The mother is the Pleiades, the Kritikas. And the teacher is Saramaya Mandala are serious. These details are there in our structures, but we do not bother to... Your inquisitiveness enables you to know them, not otherwise. Your inquisitiveness. Use your inquisitiveness to gain a little dose of knowledge on a daily basis. That would be much more helpful for expanding our awareness than indulging in knowing about all those around you, these silly details related to them. <coughs> if people gather, we always speak about sicknesses, isn't it? These days, in the, in the groups where aged persons meet, they are preoccupied in discussing the sickness. I have some blood, he takes some tablets. Then the other person asks, what for are you taking the tablet? He says, I have blood pressure. Then how about you? No, I have sugar, he says. Then he asks someone else, he says something else. And then there is an excellent discussion for about hours, about sickness, isn't it? About sickness, about so many unnecessary things. There is inquisitiveness to know. But the quality of inquisitiveness, which is a divine quality of mind, shall have to be utilized to gain a little more knowledge on a daily basis. When a bit of knowledge is, is received by you, that itself causes a, a kind of vikasa. Vikasa. Vikasa means it's an aspect of expansion of awareness. Your Chaitanya finds expansion. It, it finds a kind of un, unfoldment. More and more you try to know, more and more it unfolds us. So which way you unfold? You unfold vertically more than unfolding horizontal. We can know what is happening in the United States, in Russia, in China, in Japan, Australia, in India, in Andhra Pradesh, in Karnataka, in Telangana, and what Mr. Modi is doing all the time. This kind of knowing is only, it only keeps you on the ground. You continue to be a serpent. Continue to be a serpent. Uh, all our speeches are also in relation to the mundane things, isn't it? 
when speeches are utilized for mundane things only they are related to in scriptures as the tongues of the serpent the tongues of the serpent don't think the tongues of the serpents are venomous it's not the tongues that are venomous it has two fangs through which it injects poison but the tongues are double tongued the serpent tongue is a double tongued serpent so we do have double tongues as far as we are mundane in our speeches we certainly carry a double tongue a double tongue of serpent need not be so much feared but the double tongue of a man or a woman or a human as such as long as man is mundane there is a double tongue to him do you know that it is apparently it appears as one tongue but it is each one has a double tongue we speak something to sell to the surrounding and we carry something else with us we say something before a man and after he departs we say something else to another man relating to him isn't it that's what we do we speak something before and we see we speak something behind something else behind so by this we are mundane as long as we are mundane we have double tongue we cannot deny that because if we ask if we look into our own conscience we can find this mundane aspect that before a person we speak in one way behind the person we speak in another so can we say that we have only single tongue no it is a double tongue by double tongue we are serpents why are we serpents we are crawling on the in the mundanity in the field of matter we are just crawling crawling creatures therefore we cannot say that we are growing in terms of in that the knowledge help us helps us to move in a different direction than horizontal direction what happens when you move in a vertical manner the tongues of the serpent are the wings of the eagle the wings of the eagle. what a difference what is the work of the wing of an eagle it enables the eagle to move upwards isn't it it enables the eagle to move upwards eagle wings are the means by which he reach to the height there after the wings rest so therefore we have all the regulations relating to speech etc etc but why i am saying this is <coughs> the serious system which constitutes our teacher this is the teacher to the entire solar system remember sirius the dark star or saramaya mandala which you can see during dakshinayana from india in the month in dakshinayana you can see the southern star not in uttarayana in in dakshinayana you cannot so much see the northern star you can see the southern star 
From there you get, it is received, the energy is the impulse as I have been speaking was received in the serious system, Dattatraya Mandala, which is a mandala of gurus. We speak of Guru Mandala Rupini in Lalita Sasra, isn't it? Guru Mandala Rupini. The Guru Mandala is nothing but Dattatraya Mandala. Its other name is Saramaya Mandala. From there the, energy, the energies are conducted to our solar system. From serious systems, the impulse that has come from the Most High, the Brahman, Vaya Varuna, to Saramaya Mandala, were transmitted into our solar system by a planetary principle which is intersolar planetary principle. Intersolar planetary principle. There are three intersolar planetary principles working for us, which we, we are, we are only limit, we limit our knowledge only to Navagrahas. But today there are Dvadasa Grahas at work. Dvadasa Grahas, chiefly at work. But if you get into details, it is said by the Masters of Wisdom, there are seventy-two planets working for the solar system. What do we know? We know the seven planets and then the two shady principles as Rahu and Ketu, so we think of Navar, nine Navagrahas. So let us take, along with these Navagrahas, there are three other chief principles that, which are intersolar system. That means they, they, are, they work in between solar systems. Isn't it? Just like there are administrators who work within the nation, there are administrators who work international, isn't it? Don't we have international activity? Likewise, there are interplanetary activity which are, which are conducted by the masters of wisdom, interplanetary. Within the solar system, interplanetarily, energies are conducted by the seers. Those are called masters of wisdom. They are the seers. And then there is another dimension where there is intersolar transmissions. Intersolar transmissions. It's beyond our comprehension. Those are being conducted by three planets today, which we recognize as Neptune, Pluto and Uranus. In the Western astrology, they recognize Varuna, Uranus. There is a planet, Varuna, which is noticed ever since that energy is functioning for us. There is a planet called Neptune, which gives you the bliss. And then there is a planet, Pluto, who is death to death. He is a Saturn to Saturn, Pluto. Venus is, Neptune is Venus to Venus. From joy to bliss it leads. Tanmayatva comes from Neptune. Uranus is the planet, he is the transformer. Transformer. Like just like the turbo transformers we have. He is fast in transformer. He is, he is a planetary principle, interplanetary principle, intersolar principle, 
which functions as a representative of varna whose energies are sent via sarmaya mandala to that which we today call as uranus uranus and varna are one is the one is the, the energy the other is the form relating to it <coughs> so this uranus has conducted these energies from the sirius system to our solar system to our solar system. in our solar system we have all this the zodiacal signs in that through the leo system through the leo the central sun in leo system leo constellation is named as regulus Uranus entrusted the energies to that sun in Leo system through which the energies entered into our solar system. When they are introduced, being introduced into our solar system, they were picked up or transmitted to a comet which we call Halley Comet. We do not know the complete descent of the energy which we call master at least on may call day i should recollect it for you at least on may call day because we we are grounded people totally grounded we only observe that which is grounded we do not observe that which is most high how it has descended from brahman to cosmic supra cosmic principle varuna one of the ashwins from varuna to saramaya mandala from saramaya mandala through the principle of uranus into our solar system and in our solar system through the sun posited in leo as regulus through him into our solar system from sirius to sun solar systems of leo from there to our solar system <coughs> from there to our solar system and into our solar system the energy is conducted by the comet halley and as it moves in our solar system it came very near to the earth around 1910 the comet along with the energy it came very near to the earth in 1910 around march last days of march 30th the tail of the comet the tail of the comet touched our earth at kumbakonam and during the midnight hours of 30th march that is recorded that is recorded most approximately so as it came the energies were entering into the orbit of the earth and then there is a touchdown of the energy to receive this energy which is has come from most high through all this channel vertical channel there was a mover sitting awaiting to receive it you can imagine what kind of awareness is the master <coughs> knowing the whole plan he was 
waiting to receive it. If someone is, if someone announces that he is coming home, don't you await to receive him? So the master is of such a stature. Don't think that he was. Many people say that he got enlightened after he married for the second time. Rendu pili tarvata and ki yogam ab binanta. The pili jeste pichikudre na nataka. It is. It is. Such statements are a great insult to the master because he knew that the energies are now visiting the planet, and it is he is sent to receive those energies. His true abode is, as I speak to you frequently, is the ashram of Agastya, which is posited in Nilagiris. Agastya's ashram is in the mountain of Durga in Nilagiris. It is there in scriptures that Agastya lives in Durga mountain in Nilagiris. Fortunately, it has revealed itself to us. So we are trying to play around like kids around that mountain. <coughs> so it is from that ashram of Agastya. Master Sibiri being a very advanced initiate of that ashram. Because Agastya himself, as I say, he is a seer of very great dimensions. He, he condescended to stay in our, on our planet. But as I said, he is a cosmic seer. A cosmic seer. So in his ashram, the, one of the advanced initiate is Master Sibiri. So he therefore he his plan was known much before. So he was residing in Kumbakonam. He was residing in Kumbakonam until the energy visits. He can he lived a very splendorous life, a life of fulfillment. He was very splendorous right from the childhood. Very fast he was adept of English. The way he writes. It is so admiring this declaration which we distribute to you. We distribute to you simple English. Master Sivi's English is the simplest presentation of thought. We speak of clarity of presentation. No? Just the right. No bombastic language. No classical or Victorian style. Be it in Telugu, be it Tamil, or be it English, simple, clear. So he was master of languages. He gained much knowledge by his age, by eighteen years. He married. He was he was born in a family of affluence, great affluence. He was adopted into that family, and. He was best using his affluence in an appropriate manner. He was offering frequently large dinners, and he was associating with in himself with the topics relating to wisdom and of music. Master was also known to be an excellent singer, excellent singer. When he was singing at the banks of Kaveri, people were just. Asked, 
just as we hear in the case of Lord Krishna, when he plays the flute, the fauna and flora, they were all absorbed. In that manner, cows were looking in a standstill position to listen to the music, cows, birds, and also humans. He demonstrated many talents until the energy visited him <clears throat> and lived an, 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 like an ideal householder, an ideal householder. In every dimension of life, he was demonstrated. And he was just not an Amadmi, as we use the word today. <laughs> he was not just a common person. He was the mayor of the city of Kumbhakona. See, just because you are into some spiritual practice, you don't have to be... It's not necessary that you are very humble. An Amadmi like. He was not an Amadmi. He was the mayor of the city. And he was the talk of the town. And he was most sought after by the king of Tanjavur all the time. Tanjur king was always looking for the company of Master CBV. That was the magnetism he had by birth. Because he is something that has come for a purpose and waiting for the purpose. In the meanwhile, he lived a, a very splendorous, glorious, joyful life. So as the energies came, they came like a thunderbolt. They came like a thunderbolt. It's not easy to receive those energies. It is comparable to reception of the energies of Ganga by Lord Shiva. Something like that. It's not easy. When Ganga was descending from the highest circles, his energy, don't only relate it to the river, there is always the influx of energies which Lord Shiva, only Lord Shiva could hold it. Because he had the ability. And the story of Ganga Vataranam is very beautiful. Very beautiful in the sense, the Ganges things that no one can hold when it falls. Siktipata under the Sarah. Today we speak of Siktipata, some feeble current passes through the body which is perceptible to some and not perceptible to others. There are people who do Sektipata and then after ask, did something happen, people put up a very <laughs> perplexed face. They don't know if it has happened or not happened. And the sake, for the sake of modesty they say it has happened. <laughs> Mostly we do like that. Did the, did the prayer do something good to you? If someone asks you, some stranger or a friend or a relative who is not in the system, if he asks you, you say, no, no, it, it does a lot of vibration inside. Why? Because if you say nothing happens, then he will ask you, why do you do that? Even though we do not have the related vibration, we keep, keep on telling people, ah, it is happening, it is happening. That's why I'm regularly there. We mostly do things to sell for others. We want to sell ourselves to others. 
So therefore we pretend there are a lot of pretensions with us. And the pretension will not allow the influx to happen. So therefore, when Ganga was descending, it knows it is descending from the most high. And it knows its power. And therefore it told Abhagiratha, find out someone who can hold me when I fall upon it. Because that cannot. It is such a tiny thing for, for the power of Ganges. Earth cannot receive it. That's how the story is. So therefore, he was recommended, Bhagiratha was recommended to meditate upon Lord Shiva, to receive the influx of energies of Ganga. Therefore, and then Lord Shiva was compassionate, he accepts. And he, Bhagiratha says, Ganga says that it's very difficult to hold its, the power of its influx. Lord Shiva smiles it away and says, let it come, we'll see. Let it come, we'll see. And as I frequently say to our friends, Lord Shiva is called Vyomakesh. Vyomakesh means his hair, the jata jutas he has, they can spread into entire Akasha. They can spread. No one can measure the length of the jata jutas that he carries. No one can measure. Such is the description in the scriptures about him. Vyomakeshayanamaha, Harikeshayanamaha. They are greenish. Harikeshayanamaha means the, the, the hair of Lord Shiva is described as greenish. Greenish and so long that when he unfolds them, they can go like the sun rays from one end to the other end of the horizon. So he unfolds his jata jutas and makes them like a lotus. And when Ganga Ganges falls, he covers the whole the stream of Ganges with his huge jata jutas that Ganges is imprisoned in his jata jutas. When Ganges is imprisoned, Ganges is in relation to the jata, the jata juta of Lord Shiva, it, it remains like a thumb-sized. You have to picturize in your mind. A huge influx from heaven to earth, a stream of light, a beam of light, when it enters into you, the very jatajutras of Shiva cover the, that stream and in relation to his jatajutras, Ganges remains to be Angustamatra and is totally imprisoned. And only when Bhagiratha prays, it is meant to flow to the earth, isn't it? So he prays the Lord, please release. Lord releases Ganges only when the, when Ganges has become humbled. Only after it is humbled, he humbles it. 
Shiva humbles Ganga before he lets it. Because it would like, he would like Ganges to be humble enough to flow upon earth. Humble enough. So then Ganges becomes an admirer of Lord Shiva. An admirer. He falls in love with Shiva. That's another story. Then he, it is released. Then still again this instinct of pride always remains no. All beings have the same problem. Unless they are connected eternally with Brahman, pride always comes because ahankara. So when it is still carrying some stream of ego, as it is flowing through the ashram of Jahnu, he just received it in his ears. See this ears. And doesn't release it until it is further humbled. <laughs> then it is humbled, then it comes out as Jatnavi. Like that we have story. Why I am saying this story, the energy that came is of the dimension. To receive such an energy, imagine what kind of being should be there. What kind of being should be there? Therefore, the energy of agasya. Agasya is known for supernatural deeds that he did to save the planet and the planetary beings. So he received it and he contained it in him. That's the beauty. Just like Lord Shiva held Ganges in his Jata Juta, Master CVV held this energy in him. When the descent happened, that day there was a thunder and lightning in Kumbhakona. So they, they saw that the that a lightning has come and a thunder has fallen on the house of the Master. And people ran to his house to see if something has... Naturally when a thunder falls, it means a huge hole into the earth. The house is destroyed. That is why if we keep an antenna on the top of our house to, to dispel any likely thunder falling on a house. We do that. Especially when we are fond of our houses. So therefore, the, the, the people in the street, Dabir street, they ran to his house. At midnight hour, when the thunder is so, so loud, deafening sound and a light. It was well picturized by our brotherhood from Bangalore. We have a small movie in which it is very well picturized. So when they saw, when they went, normally at the midnight hours, the tower, everything, the doors would be closed, the windows will be closed, the, those which are exposed to the road, the window would be closed, the door would be closed and people would be sleeping inside, isn't it? Not in the frontal side of the road. So when they went, the window relating to the front room is open, the window relating to the front room is open, and when they saw, they saw the master sitting in the same posture. 
sitting in the same posture in deep contemplation and he is filled with light completely filled with light and the light is emitting from him they could not speak to him the residents of dabbe street could not speak to him because he is in deep meditation in virasana pasya they saw and they were surprised normally they expected something else some kind of damage to the house and some kind of damage to the people in the house it's normally a calamity but it is not a calamity but a great initiation a great initiation. so next day morning again the people visited him and asked what happened to you last night we ran to your house to and we saw you filled with light and you are emitting light and in a very deep contemplation in a very contemplative state the master said the purpose of my incarnation is now it begins now i have come only for this purpose and then slowly in due course i will introduce what i received from you to you all when this energy we visited him for 60 days he did experiments with this energy he did experiments with it till 29th may so 31st march and then april april 30 days 31st march one day 31 days then 29th may exactly 60 days we can say one ruthu one ruthu he experimented with this energy and when this energy visited him there were visits from himalayas frequently to the master during these 60 days his wife shrimad madam venkamma was observing all that during the night hours there used to be beings lighted beings very tall ajanabahus they were flying through the air getting into the house through the window conducting some discussions with the master regularly the world teacher master maurya master kutumi mahachohan meaning the man the master in charge of civilization manu so many have related to master during those 60 days it is generally said many maharshis from himalayas have visited but if we have inside the books written by master jalkul you give you the details who are all the visited that is what i have recorded in the book aquarian master please read aquarian master with certain degree of sincerity respect and veneration just don't read it away just don't read it away it is by the blessing of the master this process has all been revealed and it is affirmed by the 
writings coming from the masters of wisdom. Therefore it is regarded. So that kind of the energy was so very of such a consequence that the the hierarchy visited the master during those sixty days, many of them. Later they formed into triangles to meditate with this energy. <coughs> they received the energy and they meditated with this energy. That's how they formed into triangles. I wrote all those details. It is it is about time that you read it. It was given in 1993. 1993 it was given out and we are in 2016. So the Master contained it and assimilated the energy into him, made many experiments with the energy. He had conducted certain interplanetary transactions with the energy. He had conducted certain communications with the planet Saturn, with the planet Venus. He wanted to establish the path of, with the help of the energy, the ability to transcend from this mortal life into immortal life. (coughs) Mortal life is terminated with death. But then there is continuation of life if you happen to walk into immortal part of life for which the energy is sent. He understood the very purpose of this energy is to push up, pull up, lift up the human beings on this planet and also lift up the planet. It is for the planet and for the beings of the planet the energy was sent for lift up. Therefore the Master decided after sixty days of assimilation, he wanted to transmit it into the planet sitting in Kumakona. It's not just for the five, six or seven persons who are before him. On the first day of his transmission, which is 29th May 1910, it is said there were about seven persons who received it. The work of the Master is planetary, it's not meant for a local situation. Whenever he gave prayer, he was invoking and then transmitting the energies all over the planet, all over. And he saw how the energy was moving on the planet, that's the beauty. He saw how the energy was moving on the planet with him as a channel. That's why he wrote, saying, this energy will first go to Europe, then go to South America, then go to America, and then come back to India, like that he has said. Later people ask him, why not it is said in India, why can't it first translate itself in India? He says, India is not ready. India is not ready. Kumbhakonam till date is not ready, isn't it? <laughs> so therefore, he could see how this energy transforms. He said very clearly, this energy is interpenetrating energy. It can get into anything and everything. Interpenetrating energy. <laughs> it penetrates and then causes the needed modifications. 
which he calls as adjustments. Adjustments. So it penetrates and transforms and he saw that the energy is entering into mineral kingdom of the earth, into the plant kingdom of the earth, into animal kingdom of the earth, into humans as well. Not only that, he also realized that the energy is, as it entered into solar system, it is also functioning through the planets. Many of the planets today are given different functioning. That is exactly what Master C.V.V. said. I have given different functions to planets. When he says like that, people were thinking he was crazy. When he says, I, it is the energy. <clears throat> the different functioning, functions that are entrusted to different planets of the solar system, you can see in the book Uranus, which, I, which came out. In that, you can see the additional functions, the new functions that are entrusted to all the planets, without exception. Through Sun, through Moon, through Mars, through Mercury, through Jupiter. Is Jupiter to Jupiter, Uranus. Is Jupiter to Jupiter, Sun to Sun. That's how it is said. We are less aware of Uranus in the East especially in India, but the entire humankind who are connected with spiritual practices, they are more aware of the working of Uranus. It is the Uranus that conducts the fast changes that are happening. It breaks useless traditions. It upholds the values of the traditions. It destroys the old structures and gives a fresh new structures which are simple and facilitating. So there is a lot of work which is in, which happened ever since and the change has become rapid on the planet. There is a rapid change on the planet. And that is the energy we are trying to receive every morning and evening through prayers. Unless we have the a comprehension or we, we hold this dimension of the energy, we would not, we would be very casual in your morning and evening prayer. When it is such a, when it is of such a magnitude, a limitless energy is channelized and it is enabled to be received by us by the Master. So when we relate to this energy, the Master said, Past is past, this, there is a fresh beginning. Fresh beginning. This fulfills you in every aspect. It fulfills you in mundane life, it fulfills you in your, into immortal life. He did not say that only the divine is important, not mundane. Mundane as well as you are fulfilled, so you move up. Fulfills you in the mundane aspect of life, and lifts you up into the divine aspect of life, which is three times more. Dripadasya amritam divi. So these the dimensions of life we can experience in us as we are, and the related bodies can be formed. He said, I have come to give you vehicles with which you can fly. 
Don't worry about you. Those were the times when people were extra excited about the aeroplane. 1910 was also the time when aeroplane was invented. 1910 was also the time when radium was invented by Curie, Madame Curie. Right, brothers? There are many events that happened in 1910 which you can go through in the book Aquarius Master. Aquarian mass. And ever since how this energy has transformed the milestones that have happened all through till date have all been explained in the book. How many the atom bomb is the fission of atom resulting in atom bomb was also a contribution of this energy with the help of finding out Uranus and radium. There are so many things already recorded in the book. For want of time I am not narrating them. And then there is uh, such a... many changes are worked out, the First World War, the Second World War, to cleanse Europe, to cleanse Europe. Lot of cleansing the energy does. In us also a lot of cleansing it does. And then there is inventions after inventions, inventions after inventions. Until the revisit of Halley Comet, once again in 1988, there was a revisit of Halley Comet in 1988. Then there is a further push-up of the energies. That's why the year 1988 is considered to be the year of harmonious convergence. Thereafter there is the emergence of these electronic systems, computers, to make the globe as a village, and then think of and getting into these policies of globalization, all these thoughts that work out through the governments to make the globe as one, the human kind as one family, and the globe as a village, all these Expansive thoughts started happening, borders are being eliminated, but the past energy is working hard to retain the borders. The European Union was a vision of Napoleon Bonaparte, who was an initiate. Napoleon Bonaparte was a disciple of Master Maurya and Master Saint Germain. He wanted to unify Europe. After the inspiration he received, but the people were not ready. Though it was unified again, they decide divided, and then they have their borders. Then again Alexander also once tried. Then Hitler tried. Don't think Hitler is such a villain as you, as is depicted by the ignorance. He, he had an inspiration to unify Europe, but then it took a wrong turn somewhere on the way. Somewhere on the way, it took a wrong turn. That's why you would do well to read. The ideas of Hitler can be read by the book which he wrote, My Mein Camp. If you read that book, you know what inspiration he carried. And those who listened to Hitler, they were inspired. When the man was talking, he was there was so much light transmitted through his eyes, through his speech, that people were getting inspired. 
But at some point it got distorted. It's a different story. But so many things have happened on the planet ever since. In Europe, in America, and there is a general now this electronic age has come to be. Things have tended to be very light. The metal has become very light. The utensils we use, they, are, they have become very light. The vehicles we use, they have become very light. The bodies are made light. That's the beauty. From the, the bodies which are made from 19, 1910, successively for every generation there is a different model of bodies that are being prepared. Just like we have new models of cars which are capable of speedier run, isn't it? Comparing with our ambassador, Fiat was better in speed, isn't it? But today with the vehicles we have, they are speedier, they are lighter, isn't it? So also the human bodies, the bodies of 1900, after 1926, are different from the pre-First World War bodies and the later bodies are refined. Then 1945 there is a distinct change in the bodies. Distinct change. Then nineteen, every twelve years there is a change that has happened. Again in nineteen fifty-seven there is a distinct change. Then there is a change in seventy-four. Then there is a change in eighty-eight. So there are there, the the pituitary in us is adjusted while forming the body. The formations of human forms, they are conducted under the guidance of Manu, Vaivasvata. It is said that the Master has an agreement, that's what he calls. I have an agreement with Manu, I have signed a contract with <coughs> planet Saturn. All those details I'll speak in the afternoon. Because on May call day at least we have to recall to our memory, the dimension of the master, otherwise we reduce his dimension in us and make it so small that we even tend to forget that we relate to him. So it's a grand work which is very mystical until the science relating to it is unfolded in us. Everything remains mystical until the science reveals it, isn't it? The fiction, it is a very well-known statement, the fiction of today is the science of tomorrow. When Jules Verne was trying with the idea of an aeroplane, <coughs> he was preparing something with it and trying to put it off and it falls. And the friends around him were always laughing, this fellow is mad, how can it fly? You have to study the stories of the science, scientists. There are giants of science in twentieth century, nineteenth, 20th century, giants in science. They were all inspired by this energy of Uranus. Ever, ever since 1875, there is the emergence of the energy of Uranus on the planet. Therefore, new ideas, the coronation of Queen Victoria and the descent of the energy of Uranus are coincided. That's why from there the there is the, a process of putting an end to imperialism. 
Until then there were empires from 15th century to 18th centuries. People built empires. There is the British Empire, the Spanish Empire covering entire South America, the French Empire, the German Empire. All, everyone were occupying and having imperialism. When Uranus visited, it has caused a death to imperialism. And then small, 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 small kingdoms. <coughs> there is a lot of story relating to the energy of Uranus and the energy of the Master and what it does when it is working for the planet, for the solar system, what are we as an individual? What are we? Too small. But it is willing to work with such a small petty beings. To, to, to transform in an agreeable manner. To transform in an agreeable manner. The Master is seen in hierarchy as a great scientist, while he appears to be a mystic to us. He is a scientist to the seers and a mystic to us, just like Vishwamitra was a scientist but a mystic. So such is the dimension of the work and such is the energy we invoke. So therefore consciously invoke C, V, V. Don't be. If you are casual, it will be the story of the tiger and the child, which I narrated yesterday. Nana Pulikalai Putu. Mananda Nana Pulikalai. Normally we are not so very focus when we invoke. So once in a way, once in a blue moon when we are focused, so he is not, yeah, the Easter is always casual. He won't respond because we are, when you are casual, the energy will not work. When you are focused, as you know, there is a distinct functioning happening in you which you can yourself experience. A distinct function. It's like Putting on a machine, just like when a pump set is on, the pump, the water pumps is pumped up, you know, boom, like that. That kind of charge happens. That's why you cannot open your eyes. You cannot open your eyes only because there is an inner charge that is happening. The Kundalini is charged. And it keeps moving and causing the very agreeable humming sound, which we call Om. Very agreeable humming sound happens from Muladhara to Sahasrara in a, in a manner that you cannot open your eyes. Throughout the channel, like, just like your pipeline takes the water up to the overhead tank, from the, from the well down below, the water is pumped up to the overhead tank. Sahasrara is your overhead tank. Muladhara is there from which everything is pumped up. When this pump up of energy is happening, there is a humming sound you know, with its related vibrations happening on either side of the spinal column and the cerebral system. <coughs> 
in the cerebral system there would be vibrations in the on either side of the spinal column there are vibrations this is what he calls the movement and when this movement is happening you cannot open your eyes if you are able to open your eyes at will it means nothing is working in you if you are able to open your eyes it means nothing is working in you if you are sleeping in the prayer nothing is working in you that you are sleeping or not is very well known by your in in four ways the head falls isn't it when the head falls nothing works because the entire work is to reach up the energies to the head when it is working appropriately you don't really move your chest and you, you cannot open your eyes and don't pre- don't pretend that you are not able to open your eyes we are ex- we are people who are very self deceptive we are very self deceptive because we have the habit of deceiving and it works on us also once we develop a monster he will work on us also isn't it <laughs> so don't be self deceptive about prayer be ardent in your invocation be focused in your invocation and then offer yourself to the master and then say master please rectify develop i don't see any thing happening with me when you have this ardent feeling then that's why every now and then master namaskaram like that the mantra is invoked so keep doing it and allow the transformation happen in you you can be electronic not only your ticket is electronic your documents are electronic your property title is all electronic your share certificates are electronic all your entire information is electronic isn't it but don't one thing you forget that you can also be electronic when you are electronic you can be if you can be printed just like through the printing machine you take out an electronic ticket isn't it likewise we can print ourselves being electronic from time to time you can print and then you demat demat means what dematerialize isn't it now there is a tendency to make everything demat meaning dematerialize all this paper no more needed for pay, no purpose and then storage such a great facility you can in a small chip in earlier times to record these teachings we used to have huge number of cassettes and each cassette is 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 90 minutes today 90 100 hours can be stored in a small chip everything is made small made small 
everything is electronic. So the man tends to be electronic, that is his prophecy. And I will prepare you to be electronic. You gain an electronic body with the help of which, if you wish, we can manifest and we can dematter. We can materialize and dematerialize. That is what Krishna demonstrated in his life. Isn't it? Long, long ago. You know Krishna was materializing, dematerializing. The seers also materialized, dematerialized. The masters of wisdom materialize, dematerialize. It's a science. It's the science of yoga. So the master says, I will, I have quickened the process. This energy quickens the process. So you can be gaining the electronic body or etheric body, which we call golden body, diamond body and all. That is the purpose of this yoga. He says, while it does multiple manifold functions on the planet and it unfolds in a manifold manner, manifold manner it unfolds you. So sky is the limit for these unfoldments. So you have to regularly relate to it. May that be so with all of you. We have exceeded the time, therefore I am concluding. And we continue in the afternoon with some more afternoon with some more details. These are all repeated from time to time, and repetition is necessary because forgetfulness is our forte. We are very strong in our forgetfulness. Therefore, when we when it is recollected, it is very helpful. Thank you, one and all. Namaskaram.